One year ago, we did a Coffee with Coaches episode with Campbell Wrestling head coach, national champion, Olympian, and Hall of Famer, Kerry Kolak. It's a 25-minute Cliff Notes version of his upbringing and career. I would recommend it. This year on Coffee with Coaches, we circle back for updates with our head coaches, then turn the microphone on their assistants. So, from their amazing new on-campus facility here at Campbell, here's Coach Colette, Scotty Sintes, and Mike Evans. Coach Colette, believe it or not, you have been here now for, I think it's five years yeah, to this start season. this season. What have you learned about yourself, about your coaching in these five years? Um, well, I think there was a lot of growth to, to Campbell over that five years, right? When I, when I first got here, um, you know, we weren't sitting in the best position. We had a different type of kid. Um, so training was kind of tailored to that, you know. You, you, I didn't want to come in and have a bunch of guys run off and not have any team at all, you know. And, and um, so the guys that I had were great guys. Um, you know, we did take the level of training up. Those guys did a good job. Uh, I'm still in contact with, with those guys to this day. Um, and then over time, I've seen it progress with the athletes. Of, uh, we've gotten a different level of athlete in. The training has gotten different. Um, and then, I, you know, what I've, what I've learned is that to slowly kind of you got to start a little slow sometimes and be patient. Um, so it's, been, it's five seasons. I can't believe it's the fifth season now. And, and um, I feel like we have a really good team this year. Uh, I feel like their poise this year is really good. And, and um, you know, honestly, there's part of me that wasn't expecting them to be doing as well as they're doing. But I think... Like I said, we've got we've got better kids now. A big change for this year in your fifth year is this unbelievable new three mat facility. But it's so much more than that. Take us through, describe what you have now. So we we have a place now where um, you know the, the the most important thing for a coach is to have um, you know the relationship with his athletes and his staff, and so. We designed a facility where the guys, they want to be here all the time, you know, either in the lounge um, doing, you know, academics in the lounge, watching movies in the lounge, just being guys and hanging out. Um, you know, we have a conference room where guys are hanging out. We have glass through the whole building. So even though you might be in your own room, you can see people. Um, so because of that, we have guys here continually around the clock. Um, you know, when I come out of my office, somebody's working out. And we've always said that, you know, the room doesn't, you know, the, the facility isn't going to make you a better wrestler, right? It's what you do when you're in it. Um, but it's obvious it's, it's affected the motivation of the guys. You know, I think they realize the, the value that, they, they, that, that Campbell's put, put on them. And, and uh, they see the value that the school's invested in the wrestling program. All that, you know, leads to a better relationship between the staff and the athletes and the athletes and administration. So it's like a big team effort is what it's kind of created for us. Because of what you've built here, because of your facility, you've been able to, as you say, a, a higher caliber of athlete here. But that brings along a new set of how do you keep so many guys happy? There's only so many spots. On yeah, the yeah, it's tough, right? You only have 10 guys. I said we're, we're a little different than other sports, um, especially team sports. Like you, you might get to play a little bit in the football game or the basketball game. Wrestling's a little different. Um, you know, typically the starter is the starter. And, you know, the hardest part of my job probably sometimes is showing the guys the value that they bring, even if they may not be wearing the singlet um, and representing Campbell with the hope that someday they will bust into the lineup. And, you know, that's a difficult part about the job, you know, because it's, it's, it's a man-on-man sport and only one guy gets the position and, and it's tough. And so that's something as a coach I've probably learned the most of in five years. Um, we, we have a large team. 
And I always tell people when we're recruiting, like that's a big part of our health. Like look how many guys come, look how many guys stay. Um, you know, and we've got some guys like Aaron Burton, John Weiss. Um, these guys are, are, are seniors about to graduate and they're still here and they didn't always see the starting lineup. They got in a few times, um, but man, it's a real credit to see guys like that make it. Matt Lawson who graduated last year to see him make it through a wrestling program. It's, it takes a lot of guts, you know, and I always say I was always the starter, right? I always got the limelight. Um, always, you know, the fans were, you know, kind of cheering for me. So I give those guys a lot of credit because I don't know how I would react it if I wasn't wearing the singlet. You know, we all like to say we'd have stuck it out, but wrestling's a hard one to stick it all the way through if you're not the guy always in the lineup. A plug for you, Coach. Uh, you've started a new podcast. Can you tell me a little bit about it and where people can find it? Yeah, um, I, I partnered up with, with Rudis. Um, I've been friends with those guys for years and like what they're doing. So they asked me to, I've been answering questions for fans and, you know, just, you know, diet, training, all that kind of stuff that they want to ask. And, and now we're about to branch into a podcast, um, breaking down some books and relating them to wrestling. The first one we're going to do is The Art of War, um, you know, and relate that to wrestling and training and, and just, we'll just kind of see where it goes. So it's been fun. It's something else to do on the side and, and, uh, you know, it lets you escape from other things that, are, you know, you're always worried about. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, therudist.com is where you'll find it. Therudist.com. Okay. And now um, a, a personal question here for you. For me personally, I just got married a, uh, about a month and a half ago. Yeah. You have been married once. You're still <laughs> married. Yeah. One, what is it like to be married to Carrie Colat? And two, how do you make it work in this business where... You're working all the time. Yeah, my uh, it's 20 years now. In fact, it was our 20th anniversary in October, and um, uh, it's my wife. Uh, always the credit to her. We're we're uh, we're definitely opposites, right? I'm high energy, always always going, and it, it probably the one who flies off the handle the most at the house with the kids, and she's the the calming one. So it's it's the balance of the two, and I think a lot of people want, when they want to get things from me, they go through her first, and she gives them the answers of how to talk to me. So, <laughs> but but it's um. It's been good, man. I got lucky. I met the right person, you know, and, and then um, marriage is about vows. And, and, um, and I think that's where people have made mistakes. They jump in too quick, you know. And, and so when we got married, we, you know, it, it really was. It was an agreement between two people and you stick to it. Thank you, Coach. All right. Thank you. All right, Scotty, we'll go way, way back. How did you get into this sport, a guy from Florida? Yeah, so my dad was a wrestler. He was the a first generation Sintez wrestler, and uh, I think it kind of saved his life a little bit. I think he had some run in with some trouble, and he, he got into wrestling, and it kind of saved his life. So when we grew up, he put my brother and my sister and I into it, and it was a big family thing. We'd travel and just kind of took to it and, and continued it on through through high school and, and college. You had an unbelievable prep career. 213 and three, four state championships. And then um, according to what I read, you won your last 140 bouts. Tell me about, take me back to your high school career and being that dominant. Yeah, um, I kind of fell into the right place. I went to Riverdale High School. Um, it's in Fort Myers, Florida. And uh, we, we had a pretty competitive team and we slowly got better and better. I think when, when I was first there, I think we had maybe 15 guys on the team and and then uh, the, the team just kept getting tougher and tougher, and I had good workout partners. And by the end of it, we won the state, state championship. I think we had five guys in the state finals. And uh, just being around those, those guys really helped me out and, and uh, was able to, you know, cap off some, some wins at the state tournament. So 
What was it like in the middle of a streak like that, knowing that you have a target on your back? What is that like handling that kind of pressure? Uh, for me, there wasn't really any pressure. Uh, Florida's not not traditionally a, a big big time wrestling state, so I think I did a lot of my. I think there's maybe more pressure nationally when I went to you know Super Thirty Two and NHSCAs and and some of these for me bigger national tournaments. So when I came back to the state of Florida, it was wasn't really a big deal for me after I got the first. The first state championship, I you know I was almost kind of bored, ready for college, right? Um, so that that's kind of how it went for me a little bit. So your college career, you want to talk about going to uh, somewhere where wrestling is a little bit more. You go all the way to the MAC, you go to Central Michigan. First, before we talk about the wrestling there, let's talk about the climate change. What was your first winter like in Michigan? Oh, it was awful. I don't I don't miss it at all. Uh, when I went to visit, it wasn't it wasn't so so. Uh, so bad, right? I think I might have went and visited in the in the summertime, and yep. and, and Coach Borelli told me at the time, he goes, "Don't worry, it's always uh, 90 degrees in the wrestling room." And uh, he was he was right about that. But but walking to class backwards because of the wind and and the ice, and 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 they never cancel school for snow. Um, that was not fun. But the wrestling side was great, and I, I learned a lot from from Coach Borelli there at Central. So um, you had a, a great career in Central, a four-time qualifier, two-time All-American. What was it like wrestling in college uh, in the MAC at Central? It was a lot of fun, and uh, you know the MAC got more and more competitive with with the addition of of Old Dominion and, and Missouri, and and uh, it was a good time. Coach Borelli made it really fun, and and when I when I moved there, they had just built a brand new wrestling complex, and. And, uh, and so it was a really exciting time, and, and Borelli's kind of a veteran of the sport. He's a really, um, you know, a guy that's been around a long time, and, and uh, overall, it was just a fun, fun experience. I kind of like the limelight, and, and they have a pretty good fan base there, so it was altogether a, a good time. What does it take not only to qualify for the national tournament, but then make it on the podium? Um, it's awesome. The first time, it was, it was really, really fun. I did it as a true freshman, so... Um, I came in, and I, you never know how you're going to fare. You, you always hear these stories about how much a different college is than high school, and, and there's a little bit of truth to that, but at the same time, you know, there's a lot of guys that maybe aren't smart enough to wrestle getting a Division One, or, or guys that, that can't afford to go to college. And, and so I, I felt it was, I was really lucky to, to even get that far, to go to the other side of the country and, and be able to afford you know, the education and, and, and the opportunity to compete for a Division One title, and it was it was pretty cool. You know, the NCAA tournament, you you, you feel like a big shot because really in collegiate wrestling, that's as far as you can go in, in, in folk-style wrestling. That's like our world championships, right? That's like um, the Super Bowl of, of, of Division One wrestling, right, of, of folk-style wrestling. So it was pretty neat um, being on that stage. You go from a successful college career to start your coaching career, and you again make a big geographic switch. You end up at Cal Poly, about as far away from Michigan, as far away of Florida as you can be. Tell me what that program's like and, and what wrestling is like on the West Coast. Yeah, it was, it was a fun experience. Um, I, I worked for a guy named Brendan Buckley. He was the head coach there, and, and they were all about academics, and wrestling was maybe like a second to that. Um, which was good to kind of learn that side. So he came from Columbia, and he was kind of cleaning up the, the APR problems there. And, and, and so to be over there, it was, it was pretty, pretty, pretty neat, you know, building a program up from, from, from down, down low, right? Uh, and he took a job at Beat the Streets. Uh, he's the executive director of Beat the Streets. And so he went out to New York, and in that time when you're an assistant coach, you're like, head coach leaves, you're like, what am I going to do, right? And uh, 
Colette reached out to me and called me and he says, hey, come check out Campbell. And I go, Campbell? I was like, is that Division One? I? I didn't know. I'd never heard of it yet. And I looked into what he was doing and kind of shared his plan with me on, on what he wanted to do with the program, where he was at, where he needed to go, the timeline he, he planned to hit these these stages. And uh, and I believed him. And I came here and so far pretty much everything he said is, has come to fruition, which is pretty, pretty neat. So um, wrestling here is awesome. It, it feels like a little different than, than Cal Poly. Cal Poly was um, academics. Wrestling was maybe maybe secondary. Here, I think they're both kind of on the front front line of things. Um, you know, a ton of support, uh, athletic support. You know, giving us a brand new wrestling complex was pretty neat. Kind of shows that they're invested in us, which is really really nice. So that side's a little bit different. Um, so so overall, it's been kind of a, a, a nice array of of things for me. Really, just a variety of different things that are nice, I guess. <laughs> Coach Colette was a big reason that you came here. He's a big reason why a lot of people come here. I have trouble sometimes to people that don't know wrestling trying to describe or make a comparison to who he is and how well known he is in the sport. Could you do that? If, if you're describing to someone who is outside of, of, of wrestling, Kerry Colat, his, his popularity, his fame, what would you compare that to? Yeah, it's tough to do because he doesn't like people talking nice about him. Um, but but really, he's he's kind of like, a, I mean, he's a big figure. He's like a, a Babe Ruth, right? He was a big, kind of a legendary wrestling figure to, to speak, right? He was in, when he was in high school, he was winning college tournaments, right? Midlands beating All-Americans. And he was the first, I think, believe the first four-time PA state champ, right? Um, and, and so when, when he calls you, you listen, right? They, they did a big documentary on him and... And uh, I think that was the same year that that I ended up making the switch to Campbell, yeah. and and so yeah, I would I would compare him to like a Muhammad Ali or yeah. a, <laughs> a Babe Ruth, right? He's a big big figure for for real time wrestlers, you know. So it's it's neat to have have him call you and, and to be around and learn from him, you know, because you find out he's a even a better coach than he was a wrestler when you kind of see how he does things behind behind the scenes. And I think that's the interesting thing too. You that's a great comparison. And yet working with him, uh, as I've done and what you do day in and, and day out, you, you wouldn't know if you didn't know. Is that correct as you were being an assistant coach from the, the way he treats people and the way he kind of shies away from the line? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's weird because uh, there are parents and, and people who don't know who he is, right? They're not wrestling people. and right. And, but just the way he runs everything is is, is very professional and, and he's very friendly and pe- it's funny because people always think he's this real intense guy, right? Because you see this guy wrestling yeah. and he's pushing people's face in the mat when he's competing and <laughs> when you get to know him, he's really down to earth. He's really personable. I mean, our guys come in and hang out with him. He has guys over his house. We'll do movie nights and, and go fishing over, you know, down the road where yeah. his cabins are and he's just a normal guy, right? Uh, when you get to know him and I think... I would say the biggest misperception of him is, is people think he's just real intense and straight straight to the point. And he is direct. Yeah. I, I will say that he yeah. is direct, but he's also really friendly too. So yeah. um, that's something that, that that people don't don't always realize until they get to know him a little bit. Okay, finally, uh, a personal question more for uh, my uh, memory bank. I just got married a, a couple of months ago. You have been married in a business where 
time is at a premium. You're always going, you, you, you do what you do. All right, what's the secret? How do you stay married? How do you stay married happily? <laughs> um, I don't know if there's a secret to it. Uh, I, I've been lucky because part of the, obviously, as you know, the deal here, she gets to go back to school for free. Yeah. And so she's on campus here. Um, so I get to see her every day, whether it be going to, going to have lunch with her. And, and so I spend all this time during the week seeing her and hanging out with her. And, and so when I leave to go on recruiting trips or, or traveling for, for competitions, um, we have all that time in. And in addition to that, our son is, is right at the elementary school, at Bowie's Creek Elementary. So wow, we've got everybody right yeah, here. Yeah, so we're all right here in, in one place. So we get to spend a lot of time. So it's, it's not too bad we're doing the travel because, um, you know, we're all right here. So it's, how, how, how good of a grappler is your uh, little one right now? Uh, he, he'll go hard. Uh, he doesn't know what he's doing, but he'll, he'll try. He'll try to wrestle me. So it's, it's pretty funny. It's a good, he's at a fun age right now. So he, right now he's taking a little more to soccer, but... Um, he likes to scrap a little bit too. He's kind of a, a rough and tough one. Thanks so much, Coach. All right, appreciate it. Mike, we'll go way back. What got you into wrestling in the first place? How did you fall in love with the sport? I actually didn't fall in love with it for a long time. My dad just kept pushing me to go, pushing me to go, pushing me to go. So, you know, I went like five years without winning a single match. And then uh, when I did get that first win, and then there was only one other guy in my bracket. So I ended up winning the tournament because of that. That's when I fell in love with it. Wow. So you started out five years and you didn't win. Yeah. And if he wouldn't have been there to push you, you probably would have hung it up, huh? Oh, I would have quit. I would have quit and played video games, been like a, you know, a little fat kid, but <laughs> here I am. Well, you, you turned that into an amazing prep career, state, national titles, 52-0. and 0 your senior year. It's funny, I've talked to Coach Colad about this. I talked to Scotty about this. You guys have all had long prep winning streaks. What is it like to carry a streak like that day in and day out? Well, I mean, it's just when you're at that level, you know, when you're getting that many wins together in a row, it really doesn't matter. I mean, the, the only match that matters is the next one on the calendar. So accumulating those wins in a row, it's just, it's just a natural occurrence when your head's in the right spot. You grew up uh, in the Northeast, but you ended up um, at Iowa, one of the top wrestling programs year in and year out in the country, decades upon decades. Tell me about wrestling in that state and then at that university. How big it is? I mean, it was an eye-opening experience for me. Um, Blair did give me, did give me a, a good base to, to be ready to jump into that college scene, especially at Iowa, but nothing's, nothing's ever going to prepare you. Um, you know, for what you train for and uh, what your mindset is, you know, you really don't develop that until you get there and you see what real college wrestling's about. What makes that place so special? Um, the people that are there, they want to be there and they want to make it special. You know, not just for themselves, but, you know, for everybody else, you know, there. You end up in that environment, succeeding. You're a three-time All-American. What did it take to get onto the podium three separate years? Uh, a lot of will. Um, a lot of will, a lot of work. Um, will wasn't just, you know, just me. It's, it's coaches kind of angling me that way. They did, a, they did a good job coaching me and getting my head screwed on the right way to where I wanted to be on that stand. You know. 
when you transition out of collegiate wrestling, obviously, um, you went to Cal Poly and then were uh, attracted here. What do you like about the coaching aspects of this sport? I like still feeling like I'm like I'm in the fight, even though I'm not. You know, I'm living a little bit through through the guys a little bit. Um, so, you know, you do something for 15, 20 years, and you you learn to love everything about it. So. I like that aspect of it. Um, and I just like watching guys grow. You know, I like watching guys getting put up against a fight or up against a wall, and I like, I like seeing them overcome it. I mean, I think that's the most glorifying thing as a, as a coach. You are here, and you work for um, one of the most well-known um, wrestlers of, of all time. What is it like working for Coach Colette? It's not too different then, you know, of course, you got like little technical differences and stuff. But those guys that are successful in college or, you know, internationally, Olympic level guys, they all have the same mindset, you know. So Tom, Terry, Colette, they're all they're all very similar guys. Uh, really good leader. Finally, uh, we're in one of the very big offices in this great facility. Uh, you've been around and seen a lot of rooms. Uh, what do you like about what they've done here and how does it compare? What I like most about what we've done with our complex and stuff is we focused on taking care of our guys first. Um, like the first thing that went in, in my memory, I mean, I wasn't here for, you know, from the very start, but... Uh, First thing we went in was the was the showers in the locker room. You know, we don't have single stalls anymore. We got a group shower. Um, cuts down on skin issues and all that. Um, our guys, they got the recovery areas first. You know, they got all the amenities first. And uh, they're starting to feel like they can train, like they need to train. I don't know. I love being in this this new facility. The, the space is awesome. I mean, I like how it's all compact. Everything is very manipulative. Like you can manipulate things very easily. Yeah. You can get guys in when they need to get in. You can get them out quick. Um, everything we need is right here. So it makes training easy. Thanks for the time, Mike. Yeah, no problem.